Okay. And uh, before I do that, I want to ask again, okay, again, when you are going to prophesy, when you prophesy over people, you have something that you need to remember. You do three things. What are those three? Comfort. Strengthen. And encourage, right? To comfort, to strengthen, to encourage. Okay. So, do you think that all of us can do that? Here. Can all of us do that? Can all of us comfort other people? Can all of us encourage others? Yes, we can, right? Okay, even the younger one, right? Even you are so, so young, right? And then you can still do it. And before I go on with the second session, I'd like to share how uh, I, suddenly the law remind me, and um, because we have young, some young people here, I would really like to share this. And in the year 2009, my family, that is Samuel, myself, my daughter, and my son, and we went to Qinghai uh, together with uh, several people from the church then. And Qinghai is a place very close to Tibet, okay? And with very high altitude. I remember when we arrived there, we are received by the pastor, the local pastor there. And um, what we did is that we actually collaborate with them, and then we do some, we did some even uh, gospel meetings and some of the activities for the uni students. And the pastor, he was sharing with us that um, Qinghai is a, a place very vast, very big, and the church and a lot of congregations, a lot of believers, they're living far, 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 far away. I don't know whether you have heard that and some of the children in China actually they need to walk several hours to school. Two hours. Walk. They walk two to three hours to school and then walk back another two to three hours. That's how vast the place is. And, and Qinghai is in such a place, okay? And then some of the people, if they are, you know, a bit, um, you know, they, they're a bit old and they do not have transportation, they were not able to go to church. No way they can go. And what the pastor then would do, he would actually, during summertime, he would travel, travel to the far away place and just to go to visit all those people, you know, one by one, and bringing in a blessing of the Lord, pray for the people, just talk to them. And during winter time, it's too cold, it's snowing, it's not, they, he's not able to, you know, travel too far, and they will have, you know, Bible college, Bible school in the church. And then, you know, they need heating, put all heating on, and then they just gather there, and then they, they, they um, learn about um, the Bible. And, he was a bit upset when he was telling us that. He was a bit upset. And then he felt quite, actually, I would say that he felt a bit helpless, not able to tend his own flock. And you know what? My daughter, who was then 2009, she was 11. And then she heard this. And then she sat down right in front of the pastor and saying that, Pastor, I have a vision. I saw that there was a farmer and he had lots of crops, a lot of 
fumes. And then he was carrying, you know, you know the people in the past, and they use what what is called, and in front they had a bucket, and then and that bucket, and then what is that? What is that called? I don't know. Something to balance for yoke. Oh, yeah, a yoke. And then carry the, 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 the water and then go around to water the crops. And then he had been doing day and night. And then he was a bit upset, not able to finish his job. And you know what? The Lord sent the rain. And then all the plants were water. All the crops were water. And then she looked the pastor in the eyes and saying, Pastor, you are the farmer. And then I, I remember I saw that tears rose up in the pastor's eyes. He's a man in his 50s. And the word from an 11-year-old girl brought comfort to this very senior, very dedicated, very faithful pastor. So, no matter how old you are, even you are so, so young, don't let people look down on you because you are young. Okay? So I'm sure that you know the word from, you know, Timothy, right? What did he say? Um, let me pull it up <laughs> before, because I cannot recite in English. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. But set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity no matter how young or how old you are, you can be used by the Lord to comfort people, to encourage people, and to strengthen people. Now we come back to Life Center. This is the place that we all share. This is our home, our family. And I don't know how many of you had actually gone to the website to look at our vision. I just copied some of that from the very first part. To raise up apostolic and prophetic people empowered by the Holy Spirit. To move in healings, miracles, signs, and wonders. To release the spirit-filled believers to carry the fire of God. Just now, Marita was announcing that, oh, you know, Richard's hand is on fire. <laughs> and then there is a healing anointing here. And then whoever needs healing, please come over. Oh, I don't want to miss it, Pastor Richard. Can I Can I have that later when I finish? <laughs> I, I really need healing on my neck. Okay. And, you know, we, this is our vision. This is your vision. This is my vision as well. So, here, we are going to be raised to be apostolic, to be prophetic, okay? We are one people in the Lord, and most important, Holy Spirit is here. He is here. He is here to move among us so that we are the vessel. We are, every one of us here are vessels used by him to bring to other people healing, miracles, signs, and wonders. A lot of people need miracles in their life. Some people need miracles in their relationship. Some people need miracles in their finance.
some miracles in the marriage, in their health, or in the relationship with the parents or the children. And we do need that. So, if we are being used to carry this fire, to carry this gift by the Lord, how good, right? And, you know, in order to do that, we need to build up a culture, a prophetic culture. So, every decision that we make, we will do it through the revelation from the law. Why we are moving into the center? This is where people used to, you know, life center used together. Now we are in the center because the law is saying that. Go to the center to reach to more people. Then the church, whole church, go and just be obedient and go together. And that's why. If we were not in the center, if we have not been in the center, even if we are now not gathering in our own premises, is a rented one, is the community center. Have we not been there? I don't think that many of you can come, right? Ask yourself, right? It's difficult, right? Anyway, but it's the revelation from the Lord. Everything we do, we do according to his direction. We don't do things without consulting him first. We do everything according to his direction. You know, buying a premises, having our own place is a big, big, big thing to anybody and to the church. And we are now at this very moment we are looking for our own place. So as a church, every one of us, we are taking ownership of this issue, of the current situation. We pray and ask the Lord to give us words. We pray and ask the Lord to give us direction. And we share. We don't keep it for ourselves. Because it's for our good. Right? It's not a personal matter, right? It's not something concerned any individual only. It's something concerned the whole family. It's family business, family matters. So for anything that concerns the family, share with your family member. Don't keep things for yourself. If you receive any good things from the law, of course you say, Catherine, I want to tell you something. I'm very happy. It's about what? And then you just tell Catherine about it, right? If you, whoever you see. And then you go to them. Wow, I'm so happy. I heard what the Lord said about them. You tell them. And most important, we do it collectively. We share, okay? And then we, I've told you. And everybody here knows, right? We need a place. We need a place to buy. We need our permanent premises. We need our building. Uh huh. So, can I ask you to do one thing together? Next time, and one month later, we're going to meet again. Bring in whatever you hear. Okay? Jot it down. Note down the time. Note down the words. Note down even where you receive it.
note down what you've seen in your vision, in your dreams, or even an impression. Put that together. And then, oh, we're going to have a treasure box then. Put all the treasure in the box and then we share. Okay? Shall we do that? Is that okay? Is that possible? So, 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 so good. And then, next, raise a shuffling wave. Just now, I say that I may quote some example, right? I have asked you for permission, right? Okay, so permission granted, right? Okay, thank you. <laughs> so, when we are shepherding people, everyone who come to our church, come to this family, of course, we are, we've been taken care of by our spiritual parents, Melvin Marita. And other people, the law have put in your life, they may shepherd you, right? They take care of you, they show you concern, show you love, right? But how can we do it prophetically? Anybody would like to share? So many people smiling. <laughs> so good to see you. So your smiling face, so pretty. How can we do it prophetically? Okay, let me quote an, an example. I quote an example that may concern some people here, okay? And, okay, so definitely we will consider Melvin and Marita because they are our pastor, they are the shepherd, right? And one, one day, Marita went to visit a lady, okay, a lady, and telling her, okay, after I, I say all the things, I will tell you who that lady is, okay? <laughs> she went to this lady and telling her, Oh, you're so pretty. She didn't say one time. She said it again. Oh, you know what? You're so pretty. You know, I will... Yesterday, the Lord remind me. Remember to pull out this example, okay? I said, yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> because it's, it's, it's instruction. Then, I, of course, I said, yes, sir, I will do it. She's, he's telling me, you know what? Marita actually see that lady in my eyes. She is so, so pretty. In the eyes of the Lord of Lords, King of Kings. She is the princess in the eyes of our father, the king of kings. Steffi, you're so pretty. That's, that's a prophetic word from the law for you. May, Marita may not say, the spirit of the law says, Steffi, you are so pretty. She just feel the father's heart and she felt it so deeply that she couldn't help to say it again. That you are so, so pretty. You are pretty in the eyes of the king of kings. You are the princess. That's why this is a prophetic wave. We do the same. We feel the heart of our Lord. We care for people. Whoever the Lord sends in Life Center. Expect a lot of people coming tomorrow. Expect people coming. For those people, they are not here, you haven't seen them, just go to them. 
say prophetic words over them. Say a blessing over them. Tell you what, I really hope that we can raise up a prophetic team to pray over people, especially the newcomers, the first timer, and I pray we let that pray a blessing over them so that they will know how 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 they are loved, how they are blessed. That is the desire of my heart. We pray a blessing. We set up a prophetic team. We are able to pray for people. Whoever who have needs, then a team of people will pray for them every Sunday. That's my desire. Sorry, I haven't discovered Melvin and Marita yet. <laughs> That's my desire. <laughs> and I want to share with you an experience that I had in Hong Kong. And in Hong Kong, we Chinese people, we had the Chinese New Year, right? And then, you know, in on Chinese New Year Eve, we, we will attend, we will go to the a market, a wet market, with lots of uh, flowers and a lot of stores. We call them the flower market. And and then usually it's held in the, uh, a, a field or the playground, the outdoor playground. And then the people need to feed the store, okay? And then just for several days, maybe for a week or two, things, something like that. And that year, that's a year that the law instruct the people to actually bid for a store. What did they do? They just, for several hours, they just stay there and then pray for people, giving prophetic words. And within that year, you know, that, that several days, 800 people had come to the law. 800 within three days. 800. So, and of course, we need to act fast to follow up. All the people act really fast to follow up. Phone all those people who say that they want to commit their life to Jesus. That's what we do. And prophets are leaders. Oh, am I too bold? <laughs> to say that you are the prophets you are prophetic people you are the leaders it's what we got in Ephesians chapter 4 I read it out from verse 11 so Christ himself gave the apostles the prophets, the evangelists the pastors the teacher, and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we reach unity in faith. Until we reach unity in faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attending the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So, we may be different, right? Some of them, some of us here are apostles, some of them that's here are actually you're called into the office of prophets and some are evangelists you like to spread the gospel you like to talk to people about Christ you want to bring people to the Lord you want to bring people, people into the kingdom <laughs> and some of you you are giving a pastor's heart whenever you see the frogs you see the sheep you want to tend them oh are you having enough to eat okay let me feed you right Pastors are like that. <laughs> and teachers. 
they are so good and so well equipped in the in in the works, and then they just sit down and then they can teach, right? So we are so so different. Yet we need to reach number thirteen until we all reach unity in faith. We need unity. That's the the reason we come together. That's the instruction from the Lord that we need to have unity in Him. So what we need to do? We celebrate our differences. Okay, teacher and shepherds, they are gold. <laughs> okay, yet they are slow. <laughs> they are interested in lifelong learning. You you know sometimes. Only the teacher and the prophet can see that people may not be able to take all the things in one group. They need to take it bit by bit. They are very patient people. And yet, for the apostle and the prophet, they are a bit different. They like speed. They like immediate action. Once they hear from the Lord, they act. And and yet maybe they need somebody to slow them down a little bit. But still, they still push people into action. Especially today, the Lord is saying that He's accelerating our growth. We need to grow fast. We need to grow fast in the knowledge of the Lord and into all exercising operation of all the spiritual gifts. And as for the evangelists, they can't concern about numbers. They want more and more people to. To get into the kingdom, and they love the stadium, because without a stadium, without a big place, <laughs> they will not be able to speak in one time to many people. So we need to allow them to have that. In togetherness, we make better decisions, right? We make better decisions. Pastor and teachers stay and grow. That's their motto. Apostles and prophets. Get up and go, and evangelists. They work in the big show, right? And that's the end of my sharing. Thank you. Thank you for being so attentive. Thank you for um, you know, having such a good time and sharing a good time with me. Now I would like to pass the time to Samuel. Thank you. Not much to talk about. Just share a little bit. I think a few things we can clarify here. Now we are attending this workshop for one reason, because we all want to go to the ministry of prophecy. Now we all know prophecy is a gift, and we all have this gift according to the Bible, which is slightly different from going to the office of the prophet. I'm sure one of one of well, one or more than one of you you would eventually find that you have, you are actually called to the office. Of the prophet. Now that's slightly different. So all we are talking about here is the prophecy, which is as a gift, which we would all have, and that's why the church wants us to build up this gift, be activated, and form a team that will help the church grow, which is different from the office of a prophet. So that's the first clarification. Secondly, can anyone tell me what is the most important element in prophecy? I'm expecting from one word. Just fly away. The most important thing that you think is so important in prophecy. Love, 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 love. 
I'm surprised no one would say accuracy. Faith, love, I'm still surprised no one would say accuracy. If you have a prophet or have a prophetic team who are going to prophesy, what happens if it's not accurate? Now, I'm not saying that you're right or wrong, I'm just asking a question. I'm surprised that no one would say the word accuracy. Instead, you would all say love and faith, which is exactly more important than accuracy. Why? Something come to my mind. I'll give you an example. Or later I will know. Just being a doctor again. So I have a patient who come in. I've seen a patient. And this is what I'm going to say. Sir, you have astrocytoma grade 4, which metastasized to a different organ. And you have 3 days, 7 hours, 7 minutes to leave. Now that's accuracy. But what's lacking here? Love. 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 Prophecy is all about love. It's never about accuracy. Accuracy is important, but it's not the most important thing. If you're so accurate, just like that decision I just talked about, you're accurate, you're a good doctor. You know the diagnosis, you make it right, you're down to the minute, to the second, you tell the person what's going to happen. But there was no love. What's the point of it? Would you like to see a doctor who are like that? Or your life of a doctor who care about you, who might not be able to make the diagnosis straight away, but he care about you. So prophecy is all about love. It's nothing about accuracy, although accuracy is important. Now, let's get to the accuracy. It's still very important that we, we would say what the Spirit tells us to talk about. So that's accuracy, but that's not, not the most important thing. To sharpen this skill, that's why we attend this call. We want to sharpen the skill to be accurate as well. But it's never about accuracy. Because if you do that, you're either very defensive, because sometimes you make mistakes. And you say, oh, no, 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 that's not what I mean. I just meant something else. You're very defensive, or you're very aggressive. You say, I'm always right. This will never be wrong. So it's not about accuracy. Either you become offensive or aggressive. It's all about love. And the first step is to hear it and then to spit it out. Now, I've never think of myself as a prophet. Never, ever. I didn't see myself as a gift. I remember in 2012, I met a prophet from South Africa, Mark Visa, who became a very good friend of mine. Several times, when I was still practicing medicine, he told me, he said, one day, you will prophesy. You will go to UK, and you will start healing people. I said, yes, I know, I'm, I'm healing people every day. He said, no, 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 no. You don't use a stethoscope. You don't wear a white coat. You will pray, people, and will be healed. Amen. And then he said, I wanted to start learning this prophecy. The first step is to hear. So I put that down for several years. Because I didn't see myself as a prophet, I didn't practice that much. On and off, I would hear the noise, not hear, but I hear the words from the Lord, and I would say that, but not very often. When I first come to this country, I start sharpening this skill. I'm going to tell you two examples. If, when you start activating these skills, you feel that 
I just can't hear anything. Don't worry. It will start slowly. And as you start hearing, act in action. And trust with faith. I'll give you two examples. The first one is about Hannah. I remember many, many, that was about almost two years ago. We bought a gift for Hannah for her birthday. So we got a gift. We got the wrapping paper, and that was Saturday night, 10 o'clock. So I'll start wrapping the gift. And all of a sudden, I thought, like, we don't have any cell to wrap the gift. That was 10 o'clock. So we thought, what should we do? Okay, so pray. You start praying. So when I pray, I heard the instruction very clearly. Go to a BP shop. BP, as you know, is this British Petroleum. That's the gas station. And ask the guy for cellotape. I said, no, you must be wrong. Are you saying that I should go to Morrison and buy a cellotape? So I went to Morrison <laughs> in the day, which was the opposite of the BP shop. I went there, I went in, I said, like, can I get some cellotape? He said, no, 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 we don't sell, sell any cellotape here. So I left. I walk out and saw the BP shop again. Right, okay, give it a go. I mean, what's the point going and ask for stereotype in the BP shop? So I went in, and of course, I thought I should do that, walk around the shop. I couldn't see any stereotype. So I thought, ah, this is not right. So I approached the counter, the man who was serving in the BP shop, and I said, like, any chance you with the stereotype here? And do you know what happened? He put down his things. He turned to the other side. He grabbed the cellotype and he passed it to me. Is there any good for you? He gave that to me. And I left the shop. So you listen, you trust, and you act. <laughs> so what happened if I didn't listen? I didn't listen at the beginning. I went to Morrison's shop. Remember, I wasn't that brave. I wasn't that good. I didn't trust the work. I went to Morrison instead of BP shop. But at the end, I listen, I act. And that was what happened. I still remember that incident. I mean, how many times you would hear something like that, and you act, and you went to the shop, he just gave it to me. And I use it. The second incident is about Harris. I didn't know Harris that well, long time ago, when we first joined the church. I remember one Sunday, I heard the word again. That was a Sunday that, so all of a sudden, Marita said, can we all come and pray for Harris? I didn't know him that well. But I heard the word. The word said, you need to go out, and I want you to do something. The Lord asked me, the Spirit asked me, to nail down, to tie his shoes. So I, <laughs> slightly unwilling, not because I even want to do it, because I thought, just a bit weird. But still, I listen, I act. So I went out, I prayed for Harris, I knelt down, and I tied his shoes. And I told him the Lord wanted to tell you, I will bless you, I will help you, as long as you are willing. And up to now, it's almost like son to me. That's all because I, I listen and I act. So for those of you who feel that to begin with this, gift of prophecy. You find it difficult to hear? Don't worry. Trust in the Lord. All things will come step by step. Amen. 
But remember, you have to act with faith, and the skill will be sharpened. I make big mistakes as well. I remember I prophesied a couple of times, and if you all remember one incident, I actually I was so worried that I spoke to Melvin before I went out. I said, I got this message, the Lord saying that we would have this new building by Easter. And I went out, I checked with Melvin, I went out and I prophesied. Nothing happened. Now this is a lesson for me to learn. Remember I told you it's not about accuracy. It's all about love. If the message the Lord wants me to say is about love, love for this church, love for the people, I don't need to take it personally. It's not about me. It's not a show. Whether I'm accurate or not, it doesn't matter. It's not about me. It's all about the kingdom of God and love. So I, have, I, have, I hold no apology for making that prophecy. Different cut seems to come to pass. Because it's not about a show, it's not about me. I make mistakes as well. Right? So just, just be brave and start learning. As Leanna say, and Melvin and Marie, we want to build a group of people who sharpen our skill in prophecy. Not in the office as a prophet. I'm talking about prophecy skill. And when we all build up this skill, we'll build up the church, we'll build up the kingdom. And it's all about love. It's nothing about us. So don't take it personally, whether you're right or wrong. As Melvin and Perona keep on saying, this is a very safe environment. We're in a very safe environment, so we sharpen the skill with practice. Okay? Thank you.